a consultant, if they're doing a consultation with a retailer, can give them that one simple piece of information that can be implemented almost instantaneously and increase their sales 300% to people who are predispositioned to buy in the retail store. Exactly. That's powerful. Hi, this is Michael Senoff with HardToFindSeminars.com. I've got another interview with Bill Brody on a subject that you won't find much about, and that is sales scripting. Sales scripting is vital to anything you do when it comes to selling. Now, instead of just winging it, you can use specially tested sales scripted selling sentences to help you in your consulting practice. Bill reveals several wonderful sources on sales scripting tools. There's a sample here that you can download that I've done for the HMA consultants. You'll want to make sure that you check all of these out and also make sure you get the sales scripting book by Donald Moyne. Nothing but tested sales scripts. Now we cover a lot of information in this recording and it's not the kind of recording you can just hear one time. So make sure you play it over and over again and most importantly make sure you implement it in your marketing practice. Get ready and Enjoy. Bill, you're going you're gonna to help uh, myself and the HMA consultants, and we're going to talk about something that you don't see much out there, and that is sales training and sales scripting. Exactly. So what, what is sales scripting, and, and how is this going to benefit anyone who is trying to sell something, whether it's consulting services or information products to help a business grow or whatever? Well, Mike, you know, we're going to have to mix these two topics because... There's an awful lot of stuff now on the Internet on how you should write copy and how you should optimize your website and conversions or what have you, but people still have to sell face-to-face. And, you know, after you have your, your, your USP or your, your unique selling proposition, the first thing you can do to increase sales, increase your sales effectiveness, is to have sales training. And sales training is basically how you act, what you say, and the exact words you use because words have impact in a sales situation. They can make or break you. The exact words you use is the process of sales scripting, coming up with a script of the exact words that you should use when you're trying to sell somebody, something to somebody or trying to persuade them, because certain words, and you know this, work better than others. This is different than just winging it and going with the flow. You should always have sales preparation. There's a lot of people who they don't like the idea of sales scripting, but well, that's okay. I mean, um, you know, because they're, they're doing consultative selling and, and things like this where they're asking questions, but they're still running through a model of how they should be conducting the sales, you know, dialogue in order to sell. But sales scripting is going a step further where you actually find out whether there are certain phrases that help you make a sale. It's like in copywriting where you, try, you test headlines and you find out that one headline sells ten times more than every other headline for the exact same ad, so you use it in sales scripting. There are certain sentences that you might say to people that actually will increase the number of sales for the business. So, you know, I can kick it right off by giving people one. Like, let's say you're a, you're a marketing consultant, mm-hmm. or let's say you're a store owner, owner and you want to know what sell, what sentence do you first say to people to increase the probability that they'll buy from you? Okay, let's do it. And it's very, very simple. I mean, a lot, you know, when I ask people, okay, in, in, in my consulting sessions, what that question is. Some people would say, well, hi, how are you doing today? No, it's not that. And there's three different marketers who have tested this against, oh, 20 or 35 alternative lines. 
the question that you use when someone comes into your store is, what brings you into the store today? Or what ad brings you into the store today? And that's how you greet customers. Okay, rather than what does typically everyone do? Well, they say, hi, how are you? What are you looking for? Or can I help you? Yeah, can I help you? <laughs> what do you do with, you know? You and what do people say when you say, can I help you? When you say, can I help you? They say, no, that's okay, I'll just look it. <laughs> yeah. Right, you know, the radar goes off. Oh, he's trying to sell me. All right, so this has been, how has this been tested, this one this one scripted sentence when people come into a retail store? And what were some of the results? Do you have any idea? Yeah, the results are, in general, this usually increases the number of buyers predisposed to buy by about 300%. 300%. So a consultant, if they're doing a consultation with a retailer, can give them that one simple piece of information that can be implemented almost instantaneously and increase their sales 300% to people who are predispositioned to buy in the retail store. Exactly. That's powerful. It's very, very powerful. So you're getting all the goodies right away. And this is what sales scripting is. Sales scripting, we're going to teach you through this little session here why it's important as well as how you can come up with those senses. For instance, the people who've tested this, and there's three groups that I know who have tested this, tested 25 opening lines. They test each opening line for one, two, a day, two days, sometimes even a week. But I'm just saying this is the power of words. You know, Ted Nicholas says certain words produce amazing results as if by magic, you know. It's not really what's said, but often how it's said that, that counts. So if you just say something in the right way, you can increase your sales tremendously sometimes. So if you're a marketing consultant, you go and you teach people to start doing that, to start using that one line and follow them up that way, then you can sometimes see sales increasing. Let's give your consultants a bunch of tidbits here, all right? I mean, there's, there's a lot of questions that you can use when, you know, that work in selling, all right? And what people should usually do is they should start memorizing, reciting these questions over and over again until they become part of them, and then some form of those questions will come out naturally in their conversations. So let's say you're trying to sell something to somebody. You know, one of the questions you can ask is, well, what is it you'd like me to help you solve or achieve? You know, or what, if anything, are you looking for you haven't found? Or what's in your current situation that you absolutely do not want to see changed? You know, these are type of questions that you have to learn to ask in a sales situation. And in sales scripting, what you do is you come upon and you write down all the questions like that and go over and over and over again with those so that when you're in a selling situation, you make sure you ask the right question and in the right way to sort of get the responses that you want to move the sales forward. And these are tested, proven questions similar to uh, what brings you into the store today. Sure. You know, I mean, for instance, questions that might work for closing the sale are um, a lot of people are notorious. They're great salespeople, but they don't know how to close the sale. So you, you can use a sentence like, would you like to go ahead and get started, or can we go ahead with the paperwork now, or would you like me to show you how we can get started? May I go ahead and set up everything for you now? Okay, or what do we have to do to get everything rolling for you? Now, you see, that's just one sentence, but a lot of people, they memorize this whole sales talk, but they don't put any emphasis on memorizing or mastering the one question that would work for closing the sale. Right. You know, it reminds me, there's a book, an old book by, um, is it Elmer Wheeler called Tested Sentences at Sell? Absolutely. That was amazing. Yeah. And, and we're, we're going to go over that book. I mean, Elmer Wheeler was, was a genius. And this guy did 10 years of research. He opened a laboratory called the Word Laboratories, and he tested 105,000 
words and phrases over 19 million people. Mm-hmm. All right, and he he would let's say you know you're a you're a gas station, and when you and I grew up, people would you know you'd, you'd go and you park for gas, and people would come out and they'd you know, fill your tank and they'd say, "Can I check your oil?" and you'd say, "No." So one of the the gas companies said, "Jesus, there's some way we can get people to be predisposed to have us check their oil." So instead of using the sentence, "Can I check your oil?" Elmer Wheeler found out that if you use the sentence, "Is your oil at the safe driving level?" Then 85% of the people responded to say, okay, why don't you check it? Yeah, I think that, I think it was for Texaco, don't quote me, but I think it was just that one sentence that all the gas station attendants asked all over the, the country just, just catapulted their sales of oil. Yeah, it was an 85% response just from changing the sentence. There was another one that, that I always remembered, and it was the uh, manufacturer of a new laundry pen. You know, a, a laundry pen where you hang up your clothes. And the new manufacturer had a square laundry pen where in the olden days they were round. And so he put this uh, system and did some research and came up through his word laboratory by researching it. The one thing that all the salespeople would say at the point of purchase was they won't roll when you drop them. And that one tested sentence brought a commodity-type product with one advantage just blew away the round ones. And see, so the idea of you know sales scripting is, if you're a marketing consultant, you go in to a firm and you say, well, have you do you have sales? Yes. Do you have sales training? Yes. Have you come up with a sales book or tested the sales sentence? And they'll look at you like you're like you're crazy. But one little word like that or sentence like that can just catapult sales. And what you have to do to discover that is you have to go around. And you have to tape record, you know, your best sales stars, and you have to see what are they exactly saying. And because sometimes it's a little secret sentence like that to them, it means nothing. But if everybody else started to use it, then the sales would really, really start going. Another one that they use is it's, it's used all the time in restaurants is, you know, a smart waiter, he doesn't say, would you like wine with your meal, sir, because people just say no. Okay? They say, would you care to order a red or white wine with your meal? Okay, they give you a choice, and mm-hmm. that also increases the sales for wine. Yeah, and McDonald's, I remember, and, and a lot of pizza places know this. It's a very, very simple thing to do. When people say they want a Coke, for instance, sometimes they'll say large or small, and a lot of people will say small. In, instead, if you change the word to say large one, usually you'll get 70% of the people will say yes. But, you know, the Elmer Wheeler book is a, is a, you know, it's a fantastic start. And, and you know what he basically said is he said, look, you have to build a sales talk through testing. And he's saying, you're not coming up with a canned sales talk. You're coming up with a planned sales talk. And he, too, he's like Ted Nicholas. He says, look, there aren't magic words, but there is word magic. There is magic in the way you say things. You know, so Elmer Wheeler was the very first one to come up with this idea of testing what you say for the sales talks. Okay, versus, you know, copywriters, there's tons of books out there for what you write and how you write things for for copywriting purposes, for ads and, and marketing pieces. You know, but Whaler's big conclusions were definitely use tested sentences, definitely. And, and especially, Mike, in the first 10 seconds. Why the first 10 seconds? Because that's where you can make a real big impact. That's where people open up to you or they don't open up to you. Did Bill Brooks do some testing like this, too? Bill Brooks also did a lot of testing with that. He, he put them up in a set of books called, 
You can find it at www.thewordsthatsell.com. Bill found that, you know, what you say in the opening sentences was often more important than almost anything else that you say, that you don't mess up the rest of your, your sales talk. All right, and, and basically, the whole idea is, you know, you want to say it with flowers, and you want to prove it with smiles and your hand movements and your actions. So, tell me about, just give me a little history on the Bill Brook in the history, you know, because that's fascinating. So what Bill Bill did was uh, he had a partner uh, who passed away, and what they did was they took a bunch of occupational professions, let's say doctors and lawyers, engineers, uh, entrepreneurs, CEOs, and uh, you know they really looked at this with a fine-tooth comb. Even for, like, engineers, they said, well, what type of engineer is it? CEO, is he a CEO with a financial background or an engineering background or an accounting background? Same thing with an entrepreneur. Is the guy a, um, a litigating lawyer or is he just, you know, an office lawyer? And what they did is they did psychological profiles on these guys, okay? They said, well, where did they, you know, how are they trained? What's schooling like? How, you know, how do they, how are they promoted in their industry? And, and they found out the exact words that you would use to mesh with these guys and the exact words you don't want to use, you know, if you don't want to tick them off. So, for instance, let's talk about entrepreneurs. Okay, if you were wanted to bind with entrepreneurs or, or deal with them or, you know, negotiate with them or whatever, one of the words that you mention or you use a lot is cash. Because entrepreneurs who are starting out, they understand cash. But you don't talk about profit too much because that is more of an abstract concept to them. Bill found out with Tom, his partner, is that if you want to write something for entrepreneurs, you talk about cash and you talk about chaos because their life is chaos. There's a thousand things at once going on all the time. And this is the important thing is, you know, to bind with them and bond with them in order to, to deal with them and market to them, you know, you have to have rapport. So if you use the right words that match with them and, and ring bells with them, then you can do a better job in the selling situation. So that's what you would do with, with entrepreneurs. You would talk about cash instead of profit, which is theoretical. Mm-hmm. They can't taste profit. They can't touch it, but they can touch cash. Uh, you, you would talk about chaos in the market, marketplace. You could talk about change, you know, all the sorts of things like that. But if it's a CEO, you talk about being tested. You talk about proven. You talk about riskless, because a lot of guys who are CEOs, they are not entrepreneurs. You know, they can't, they can't got up through a very institutional background where they're very, very risk averse. And so what they did was they came up with these profiles, and they're about 20 or 30 pages each with the right words to use, the words you don't use, and, and they put them in the, you know, these little special reports. And a lot of people use them for sales, and they use them for negotiating, and they use them for copywriting. And they were actually written initially for politicians, so the politicians could know exactly what to say if they wanted to you know, bond with a particular group of people for vote, votes and things like that. That's why they were that would that's why they were written originally. Yeah, that was the original reason for it. All right, so I'm an HMA consultant. I've got an opportunity analysis appointment set up with the CEO of a medium-sized corporation, and then I could go to this thewordsatsell.com, order the profile for the CEO, look at the words that appeal to him through all this research from uh, Bill Brooks's partner mm-hmm. and have a lot better chance of building rapport and selling him on my ideas. Absolutely, because you're going to tap into their psychology immediately. You're going to know immediately what the lingo is and what to say, and you're going to know exactly what to avoid. Now, what else will they tell me? Well, they'll tell you things like, you know, what the average income, for instance, of an occupation is, so you know if they can forward your particular product or service so then you know how, like, how difficult it is to sell it or not sell it. All sorts of stuff like that. 
And this stuff is really, really tested and accurate. Yeah, this stuff is pretty, pretty good. One of the things that people need to know is that sometimes you can just structure a sales conversation, not just with these words, but there is a general NLP sales structure that you can use to elicit somebody's values in a certain way to get compliance in order to help sell too. All right, NLP, what does that mean? Well, NLP is a, the field of neuro-linguistic programming, and it is a field that people have studied. It's basically a field of, you know, how of rapid change in human beings, what can help people create rapid change in their lives. There are a lot of NLP experts which have taken those skills and used them for marketing and persuasion purposes. And one of the things they've found is if you know somebody's values before you're selling to them, then you can ask in a certain way to get people to be more open to listening to you to possibly make the, make the sale. So, for instance, let's say you're, you're trying to buy a new car, okay? So there's a four-step process that you would use in NLP, and you can work this into your sales scripting. The first question you might ask somebody is, what's most important to you in blank? Okay, what's most important to you about, let's say, buying a new car, okay? That's the first question you would ask. So as a sales consultant or a marketing consultant, you'd go in and you'd say, you know, what's most important to you in black? You know, when you go on a vacation, what IRM you use, what have you. Another thing is, you know, how do you know when you have a car of good value? Okay, and then the third question is, you say, well, if I could give you X, would you give me Y? All right, or would you Y? Like, if you, if I could give you a car with a good value or good gas mileage, would you feel comfortable owning or buying it? And then the last thing is, you know, so you're basically asking them what's important in the sales transaction. Mm-hmm. How do you know when you have it? If I could give you that particular characteristic, would you buy it, rent it, lease it, or continue talking with us, or let me meet with your CEO, et cetera? And then the last question you ask is, you know, what else is most important to you in buying or owning, you know, a car or whatever the product or service is? So let's do it. Can we do an example with those questions for um, that would relate to a consultant who wants to sell us services? Let's say they're talking to um, the owner of a, a medium-sized business. All right. How could we, how could we fit those questions to that? Well, what's the what's the situation? Let's say I responded to your advertisement about that you're going to show me how to grow my business without spending more money on advertising. We're meeting for an opportunity analysis, or we're meeting for the first time to before you really ask me all the questions about my business to identify what my needs are. Well, let's say the guy's thinking about hiring marketing consultants. Because in order, you know, we'd have to take several steps in order to get to this particular conversation right here. Okay, so this conversation will come maybe after finding out more about him? Yeah, you'd have to know what his problems is, what, what exactly his problems are, what he's trying to do, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. I mean, but if he was, like, evaluating four or five marketing consultants, you would say, well, what's most important to you in, in you know, selecting the marketing consultant for your business? And then he'll say, well, you know... Selecting my marketing consultant, he has to do this or this, you know. And then you say, well, how do you know when he's blah 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 blah? And then you say, well, if I could, you know, be like that, that would you consider? You see what I mean? Yeah. But if you don't have the pre steps ahead of time to get to this, you can't be asking these questions. Okay. But this four step pattern that I'm giving you is worth about this is worth thousands of dollars. Okay, if you know how to use it, and it's just basically what's most important to you, and how do you know when you have it? If I could give you X, would you Y, and what else is most important to you about buying or owning X, Y, or Z? If you can put this into a sales script, it's very, very powerful. 
And, you know, we're talking about sales scripts and sales training. You know, Mike, there's just a couple things that a lot of people, sales trainers and marketers, tell you all the time is, you know, when you're teaching people this, you have to tell people, follow up. Okay, follow up on the customers or the prospects that come to them. Be ready for eight or nine or ten no's. Keep people who are superstar salesmen, they don't quit the second time. They keep contact and they go, you know, after these guys again and again and again and again. And I just know that most salesmen quit the second time. But a lot of sales will be made after if you keep going the eighth or the ninth no. So lots of people keep going for the eighth or ninth no and then they get the sale. Because statistically there are a certain number of objections that you would get. I believe that is in the seven, eight, or nine range. It's not always easy, but sales scripting can help you get some of the easy sales and they can help you keep going all the way until you get the eighth or the ninth sale. You know, but the big thing is in this, remember, in sales training, you always have to ask questions in your selling effort, all right, which is why I just taught you this four-step model, all right, and you have to sell the benefits, not the features of particular products. And always, people always think you have to hide, you know, any problems with your product or any objections. No, you have to disarm people, bring them up first. Elmer Wheeler found that out. Copywriters have found that out. What you do is you just bring up right out in the open whatever might be bad about your product or service, mm-hmm. okay? And you just say, hey, look, it's got, you know, it's red instead of black. But, you know, it doesn't really matter or this or the price is cheaper because of that. People can accept it if you bring it up. Right. Because you can always use words to handle the objections that come up, but you also have to use words to handle the objections that are unvoiced. And in sales, remember, always, always offer a choice between two things. That's a, that's a standard rule in selling. You know, would you like delivery on Monday or would you like it on Wednesday? Would you like two of these or three of these? You know, because when you give people a choice, they usually choose it. It helps on the sales situation. Then, the, you know, the normal thing is you always want to try to structure sales situations so you get people saying yes all the time so that, you know, they have rapport and they're bonding with you. Mm-hmm. All right. So, you know, these are just little sort of titbits, you know, that you that you know, you can use in selling situations that it goes back to sales one-on-one, but a lot of people have never, never had, you know, sales training, all right? I mean, they don't they don't know to say, look, um, you know, for instance, we might be um, selling uh, widgets, and everybody else is selling widgets. Okay, so what in the world do you do to get people to buy your widgets? Well, you know, one of the sales lines that a lot of people use is you can call it sales scripting or you can call it smart sales training is to say, when you buy my product, there's one thing else you also get that you don't get with the other guys. You also get me. So when you say something like that, and that goes back to NLP, it goes back to sales scripting, it goes back to preemptive marketing, this is the type of thing that it's just one sentence. If you add it in there, then it can help with your sales. All right? So these are all the you know, things that you know that you have to know about when you're doing sales scripting. You have to know basic sales. You have to know psychology. Always show people two choices. And always, you know, try to make it personal. We talked about Elmer Wheeler, but there was another guy, this guy Emmanuel Haldeman Julius. He wrote the book, The First Hundred Million. And just to show how powerful this is, you know, this guy, what he did was he studied a hundred million sales of books. He used to sell these little nickel books. And what you would do is you'd order them from a catalog, and you'd have a certain number of books. You'd pay a dollar, and you could order 20 of them, something like that. And what he would do is he'd have these books in this catalog, and, and a lot of times there were books that just wouldn't sell. So all he would do is he'd try to change the title of the exact same book and see if that would make it sell. So he had a book called The Art of Controversy, and I remember that one. He, he changed it to How to Argue, Argue Logically, and the sales you know, jumped from zero to 30,000 on the book. 
simply from just changing the title. And he had a book called Patent Medicine, and he, and he retitled it Truth About Patent Medicine, and he tripled sales. And he found out that, look, when you put in, and you see this in Reader's Digest articles, and you see this in copywriting headlines everywhere, if you add, like, the truth about or how-to or the words, the facts you should know about, when you, when you add that to a headline or a book title, it really, really increases sales, which is showing you that basically the words you use, even though the content is the same, can change the number of sales that you get. It can have a big impact. So there's nothing unethical about what we're doing here. All we're doing is coming up with the most pleasing words for people for selling the exact same product. You're not cheating them or anything like that. It's the same book. You just change the title of it, and then the sales go up. Now, when you're doing sales scripting, that same principle holds. For instance, a lot of people, when, you hear, when they hear the word cost, very upset. So instead of cost or price, you learn to say total investment in your sales talk. It's a lot smoother. You know, you don't, you're not jarring anybody, and it helps the sales dialogue proceed. Instead of buying, you can say own. You know, or the con- instead of contract, because people, oh, gosh, a contract, you say agreement. You know, there's all sorts of words like that. These are just basically sales scripting basics that people uh, learn. You know, instead of appointment, that you, you call an appointment a visit, okay, or a deal becomes a package, because people are worried that a deal sounds like it's uh, low class, but a package becomes something that's higher class. So these are all just basically sales scripting basics that people have to learn. And knowing this is called sales scripting. And you use this especially in the upselling or the bumping where when you, when you have a simple suggestion at the point of sale for whether somebody wants to buy a new product or what have you, they will test exactly what words you use. A lot of telemarketers, when you order these videos on TV, they you know, will order this video for 1995 or whatever, and you call in and you want to buy it, and then they have exact tested phrases for what to say to people to get them to buy another video for only $5 more. I hope you're enjoying this exclusive HMA training with Bill Brody on the subject of sales scripting. Please continue to part two. Here is another bonus resource for you. And it's about a section on my site that has about 15 hours of audio interviews with copywriting experts, including Brian Keith Voiles, including Carl Galletti, including Eugene Schwartz. You will not find this content anywhere. It'll take you to an entire collection of audio recordings, MP3 downloads, and transcripts of some of my best interviews on the subject of copywriting. You'll be able to play them, download them, print the transcripts, and it's a collection you will not find anywhere else. If you want an education on copywriting, you will not find anything better than this.